Hello, this is Rick from TC Paintball. You're listening to The Eric Zane Show, a show where the host makes the audience create intros, complains about them, and then refuses to play the correct ones. And now, because I'm required to, here's Eric Zane. I, I didn't make you do anything. Sorry, volume increases, volume decreases. I don't know what's going on. Smoking guitar solo. Welcome in to the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Uh, seems seems to work. Oh, I'll do it as long as I can. Not really color coordinating today. I've got kind of like this uh, avocado colored shirt with the TC paint with, with uh, TC paintball red and black. That doesn't work. With like navy dark blue pants. It's a complete fashion disaster. But I've been a fashion disaster for a long, long time. I noticed I don't buy new clothes. I've talked about this before. I was just, you know, you got like Facebook memories. Uh, Yeah, here you are in in a picture. And I got, uh, I was at Disney for the AT Children's Project uh, Marathon weekend or whatever it was about eight, nine years ago. And I'm there with friends and uh, the the shirt and pants in the picture is still in a main part of our, of, of my rotation. And I'm like, God, I just, you know, I just don't throw anything away and I don't buy anything new. It's stuck in like 2010, my fashion, uh, my fashion style. It's really embarrassing. But uh, what the hell? Welcome into the show. So glad you are here. And um, just a ton of stuff to talk about. So much that I couldn't even put it in the title of the Twitch uh, of the Twitch stream there. But I uh, at least got the day right. I think I did. I think I did. I'm not sure. I tried. But you never know with me. Um, yeah, it was acting all wonky. I put in this title and then I hit return. Okay, Go. And it says, sorry, too many characters. So I shortened it. Sorry, too many characters. I shortened it again. Now I'm down to like 10 characters. It says, sorry, too long. Things finicky. You got to add it back out of the whole thing. And then I'm running late. Still had to get my coffee. I go, screw it. I'm just writing today's date. Um, Yeah. So, wow. Just so many things going on. First of all, twitch.com or twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live where you're getting this show live. Or if you're not. Uh, listening to the pre-recorded uh, the audio version that I post uh, wherever you download podcasts, if you could, no matter how you're consuming the show, if you could go to Twitch.com/slash Eric Zane Live, E R I C Z A N E Live, and follow the page. That would be so helpful to me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That is one of the many free ways that you can help the show. So thank you. Uh, hang on, coffee time. You know how it is. I got to get this in. Uh, 
in my system ASAP or else everything's going to be screwed up. It's much too hot to just slam it. Jason Schaefer says, good morning, starting with ads. Well, on Twitch, the very first thing, like when you click start, uh, it will give you an ad. No, uh, no way around that. That's, uh, but the point of uh, being subscribed is when you're in the middle of the show, it won't drop in on you like that. But uh, yeah, unavoidable on that first one. But I guess I got to pay the bill somehow for all this uh, this amazing technology that they're letting your old pal Eric Zane uh, use. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, okay, let me update you as we do this from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio on my brother-in-law, the NFK. All right, uh, a lot has happened. First of all, he's okay. He's fine. In fact, there's a pretty good chance he's coming home today. All right. Some of this is uh, funny. Some of it will lead to something uh, funny. Some of it is just, uh, well, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. And and before I get to the silly stuff, um, what it, what they did was um, they ended up doing a little bit more of an involved technique on the NFK's cervical spine. They uh, did a cervical fusion. They used a little bit more hardware than they had originally intended and made it uh, a couple of um, little steel rods that went in there and kind of now these, uh, in order to have the stability that uh, he needs in his neck, um, he had to have this type of hardware put in. So it was a little bit of a uh, audible for the surgeons who did their uh, work on him. Quite a long surgery, too. We're talking about uh, three hours there. And um, so now there's him coming out of uh, out of uh, sedation. And um, now what he didn't know and what I didn't even know, and it, but it stands to reason that um, you are in a... Um, a type of uh, brace, I guess, to keep your head from moving, you know, uh, almost like the type of thing you might see somebody in when they're, uh, I don't know, getting out of a bad car wreck or some NFL player might be in or, but it actually, uh, it covers up a portion of his torso too. And it's, uh, you know, you can't move your neck. So in this procedure, you know, the amount of work that they did on his neck. And I think they he even got like a bone graft from a, uh, from a deceased donor, that's part of it. A tissue and bone graft went in there. So it was a very involved process. Um, in order to heal appropriately, you can't be like moving it around just like, and that makes sense. You know, I don't know why I never even, it, that never occurred to me, but um, like if you break your wrist or something like that, they would immobilize it. Well, he's immobilized. And as soon as I heard that, I went, oh no, oh, oh boy. Because he is... He's, you know, how like when a little child is tired or hungry or cranky or doesn't get her or his way, they act out. That is him. He acts out. Um, any, but even for the slightest thing, which I've covered this before with you on the show, this type of scenario. Hang on. I got to drink this. Sorry. Then this is it. I almost choked on it. Did you hear that burp? 
It's gross. Excuse me. Okay, so the morning of, this is Friday. I wasn't podcasting. Um, on Thursday, I said to him, I go, okay, buddy, here's the pre-op orders. I, I did not read where it says no alcohol, no tobacco. And I think I'm reasonably sure that part of the reason why they do that, well, one of many reasons is if you drink too much, which he kind of does, and I know he puts way too much tobacco into his system. They don't want you in the hospital having withdrawals. Okay. So I just skipped over that part because here we are hours away from the surgery and he hasn't stopped drinking at all. So, boy. Um, I go, Kevy, okay. Um, you can't drink any, any water after uh, midnight. So when you get up in the morning, no water. That's basically it. Okay, buddy, and you, and you don't plan on eating, and it'll be so early that uh, we'll be on our way at uh, 5 in the morning driving to the hospital. Okay, Friday morning, we're up very, very early. I look over where he's seated in the throne, and uh, he's got this big thing of water, and it's half full. And I go, uh, hey, buddy, the... Uh, they don't want you drinking water beforehand, which I, you know, I just said it like it was, you know, new information because I'm guessing he forgot or whatever. And he gets up. Now, you or I, if you had different information, would just say it. But apparently he's discovered another document which contradicts what I had written down from the one doc. So it's almost like we have a mixed message here. But. He does not like that this conversation is happening. So where you or I would say, well, I was just looking at that other document and it said I can have clear liquids. That's what you would do and that's what I would do. That's not what he would do. Because he this uh, the, the document that he's reading off of is uh, he taped it to the inside of a cabinet. And then he comes storming over. Opens up the cabinet door and starts going just pointing at it and i'm like what the fuck is going on and i go and uh i i realize he's having a temper tantrum now and i go and i look at it and it, it does it contradicts the other thing that i read to him and i go okay uh hmm you ever see the show uh ozark when um what's the lead guy's name who plays uh the the dad uh jason bateman is that him you ever notice like when things go wrong, like terribly wrong in that show, he just kind of like uh, doesn't overreact. He's like, mm, you know, like somebody gets their brains blown out and he's like, okay. Uh, yeah. So there's brains all over the inside of uh, my kitchen. That's how I try to react when the NFK is blowing his stack. So I'm like, ah, okay. All right. I guess, uh, well, let's not even worry about it. Let's just go. So we go and uh, fast forward to, um, and, and actually uh, what had happened was, <coughs> excuse me, we got all the way to the uh, entrance of the hospital and as predicted, they said only one of you can go in with them. So uh, Diana went, I went home, took care of a lot of, uh, actually while the, 
what would have been the time that I would have been podcasting. I, I took care of a lot of busy work and stuff like that. And, and okay, great. So then he comes out of um, the procedure and uh, the doc says he did great. You know, I mean, everything was, everything was flawless. He is, uh, he's good to go. He's going to be good as new. Okay. Um, then Diana, when she leaves, um, she does interact with him. He's just coming out of the sedation. So not, not too much, but then she forgets, uh, to, uh, to mention to every single employee on the floor that you have a handful in room number, whatever, and to be careful. And like, that was actually the plan. And so then later on that night, she's laying in bed. She's like, Oh no, I forgot to warn him. I go, Oh, Um, that next morning, Saturday morning, I, uh, I call the nurse's station and, uh, I'm talking to the lady and she's like, uh, I go, Hey, uh, I, this is Eric. I'm, uh, Diana and I take care of Kevin and, uh, I just want to get an update, but I also want to apologize because, um, we didn't warn you that, uh, it's doesn't take much to get him to, you know, bust a gasket, blow a gasket. That's what I'm trying to say. And she goes, oh, yeah, we found out. I go, oh, no, you found out. What do you mean you found out? Oh, my God. Um, she goes, well, he had to get an x-ray in the morning, part of the... Uh, treatment you know just to get a look at what they did make sure everything's settling down there nicely and he was in the chair waiting for the tech to come wheel him and he started yelling and i'm like oh fucking shit no no and uh, i go oh i'm i go i'm really really sorry she goes ah she goes you know what we we deal with this is not a big deal i go okay all right diana goes and visits him now this is a preview of the next several weeks because remember I told you that he can't just deal. It's always got to be voiced, loud, obnoxious. If anything goes awry, he's going to say awful things. He spilled the water cup, according to the queen of the forest. And it happened again out loud as the cup falls. He calls it a fucking N-word. Loud. Oh, Diane goes, Kevin, no, 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 no. And, and, uh, he goes, well, I, I, I can't, I, I, he starts carrying on. She goes, okay, you know, so, um, the, one of the problems is, uh, oh, I forgot key point when he was checking in, the nurse is like doing the check-in and asking him questions. And she says, uh, so do you, uh, do you drink? Yeah. Um, how much? Oh, three, four, five. How often? Every day. And she goes, okay. Um, you know, you, um, obviously you can't, uh, drink here. Um, and, uh, are you okay with not drinking? And he goes, well, I, I don't do it cause I need to, I do it because I, I want to. All right. And I guess that's a, a reasonable enough response. And, uh, I don't, I don't think she had a problem with that. And, and it might be that he can and, and not have any issues whatsoever. I personally don't believe it. I think it all can, if you, okay. 
You take a guy who's, you take a lobotomized uh, patient who um, is now forced to quit smokeless tobacco, chewing tobacco, and quit drinking, and uh, cut into his neck, and put him into a restraint. And he's already, his brain is cooked beyond belief to begin with. Oh boy, that is a recipe for disaster. Not good. So, and his answers are always snippy. It's always uh, full of uh, aggressiveness and the strident tone, if you will. It uh, uh, when I, I, I'm not even doing it justice when she says, "Hey, are you okay with uh, not drinking?" Yeah, I'm fine. You know, it's always rawr, barky and loud and obnoxious and. You know, it's like he doesn't have the ability to just answer. Now, when he's here, I oftentimes find myself going, okay, now look, I I need you to start to try to develop the skill of answering like a normal human being. And I tell him that. And then, especially when he's talking to me, I just don't like him barking at me. So I'm like, okay, if I'm going to talk to you and we're going to work together, you can't be snapping at me. But I'm not there. And Diana's just like going, oh, God. Um, later on, and then that that nurse, she goes, okay, well, um, because I've put this number of alcohol drinks consumed per day, it triggers a counselor is going to come visit you. So they got some big brain person that's going to come walking into his room after all of this is going on and say, hey, I want to talk about your alcohol problem. And I'm like going, oh, my God. That person is dead. Oh, no. This is going to be the first time that they've had to restrain a patient over something like this. He's gonna, I'm going to go in there. He's going to be all, like, tied up. Oh, God. Um, so he goes, I don't care. Yeah, you know, whatever. I don't care. They, they, they can come in. They, they can come talk to me. So, okay. Um, when Diana is there on Saturday... The nurse starts to uh, talk, like help him out and, and uh, you know, just doing her job. And he, he he's snapping at her and she has to actually say, Kevin, these people are just trying to help you. They want you to get better. And you have to like break it down like that because he's being so mean to the staff. And, uh, and then he's like, he realizes he kind of brings himself back to it's a mess. So Diana's like, Eric, as soon as he gets home, he's going to take off that uh, neck brace. And I go, well, he cannot. There is no way that that is going to be allowed. So um, I even have right here all the things that have to happen. Um, so we're going to, it's going to be constant pep talks of, hey, Kevin, it's very important that you are a good patient. Uh, this is not negotiable. We need to keep the brace on. Uh, no matter how much how much of a temper tantrum you have, you can actually damage yourself in a terrible way if you decide you need to uh, move your head in a certain way. Um, but I am I am uh, very very concerned. Uh, honestly, I mean I know I'm uh, I, I I laugh and joke, but um, there's some very particular things that he cannot do that would hurt him. So I'm a little bit concerned about that. Uh, less concerned, but also very, very daunting will be bathing. Kevin 
it's difficult for him to bathe before this surgery. And we are uh, banging our heads against the wall trying to figure out how we're going to do this. And I think very possibly we have potential for me to have to actually get into the shower with him and bathe him. Yes, that's true. Whatever it takes, I guess. And I go, okay. So I go for, I said, does he have a bathing suit? And she goes, yes. I go, okay, well, I'm pretty sure I don't have anything about how we're going to do this. Cause I don't, um, if, if I sit him in a chair in the shower, that's, I'll be still getting wet. Um, it's a walk-in shower and I don't have a wand or anything attached to the head. I guess I, I guess that's, yeah. But I mean, seriously, it might be as simple as getting into the shower with him and scrubbing his body. Whatever. I don't care. Um, that's pretty much all I have about that. A lot of care is going to go into this. And so, um, for the next like six to eight weeks, uh, four to six weeks, my God, he should be released sometime today. Uh, attach a brush to a broomstick way ahead of you. I have that loofah with the handle. Now here's the deal though. Uh, here's the deal. Um, the, when it comes to his, uh, essentials, his ass crack and his clock weights, I'm going to, um, you know, do everything but that. Uh, all right. I'm stepping out. Kevin, take care of the essentials. Uh, Radio Voice Linda says his Medicare will pay for someone to come in. Do not do this yourself. Um, yeah, I get that. But I don't like the idea of someone coming in here. You know, I I actually. Um, <laughs> Amanda says throw him in the bed of the of the embellisher. My dad's truck. Yeah, I. Yeah. Uh, the whole deal about uh, bringing someone in to care for him, you know, as much as I, uh, I, I, uh, I, I make jokes and bitch about the uh, silly things that he does and, and he does. And I, and I will continue to talk about these monumental overreactions on his part. I still care about him very, very much. And, uh, I, I don't know. I think it would make him feel just terrible. If I mean, I've washed his hair before, so I'm kind of, it's almost easier to just do it this way. Seriously. If you think he's fussy, um, if, if he was going to be fussy with me having to help him uh, clean himself, it's going to be 1 million times worse if, uh, if, some, if some stranger has to come in. And it isn't like he can, um, he can't bend over the sink or anything like that. He, he asks his head, asks, you can't, you know, how, like when you go to like, um, fricking, uh, salon and put your head in the sink he can't do that because of the neck you know we we have to keep this immobilized you know kate says i get that i took care of my mom did not want anyone else to do it yep that that's basically it that's basically it so hey it's all part of it it's it's what you do for your family okay so uh 
Stay tuned. There will be uh, so much. Uh, there will be so much amazing, so many amazing stories about this. That uh, hey, just part of part of the journey, isn't that what people say these days? It's part of your journey, you know. Okay, I want to show you a video of uh, my old pal Stu McAllister. Before I get to that, as you know, on Twitch, follow the show on Twitch. Follow the show on Facebook, brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Twitter, at Eric Zane Show, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Uh, and then, of course, the almighty YouTube. Brought to you by My Policy Shop Insurance, Frank the Tank Fuss. JDB3304, catching up, subscription. Is that the Amazon Prime thing he keeps talking about? Yes, that is. I'm still learning Twitch. That is exactly correct. I want to share something absolutely incredible with you. This is uh, my favorite video from the weekend. It is uh, Stu McAllister. The uh, level of uh, excitement and giddiness that he has in this video. Over the Buffalo Bills... Um, winning in that game over the weekend. They were absolutely fantastic. They destroyed the New England Patriots. You know, in that game, it was like three, four degrees out. Now, uh, New England, they're, they're accustomed to playing in terrible weather, for God's sake. But... I don't know if the quarterback of New England was ready for this. It was the coldest game he'd ever played in. I forget I forget his name, Mac Jones or something like that. He, he I guess he's the uh, rookie. And uh, there was I mean there was no hope. No hope. The Bills um you know, the fans I think is what uh is what moves the needle in my opinion. Um <laughs> They're in the they're in the uh they're in the, in the stadium with, like, no shirts on. Uh, Patriot Nick, Stu McAllister proving how little Buffalo fans collectively have between their ears. Uh, that's ridiculous. Come on now. Here's the clip of Stu uh, jumping through a table. Um, hey, everybody. It's me, your boy, Stu. Uh, I just finished. I just finished watching the uh, Buffalo Bills destroy the New England Patriots. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I know I'm probably. Hopefully, you guys can hear me. Got to be pretty quiet. I'm in my backyard, and it's almost midnight, and uh, I don't want to. Oops. Sorry. I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm such an idiot. Uh-huh. The New England Patriots. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I know I'm probably, hopefully you guys can hear me. I gotta be pretty quiet. I'm in my backyard and it's almost midnight and uh, I don't wanna bother my neighbors. They probably hate me enough as it is anyway. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna smash uh, that fucking table. <laughs> I have to adjust it. <laughs> Let me see. I'm sorry, everybody. I gotta do this all on a goddamn tripod. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get on that ladder, and then I'm gonna smash the fuck out of that table. <laughs> so uh, 
it's cold as fuck out here too. I don't know if you can see my breath or not, but I'm gonna smack. How happy? How happy is gloves on because that ladder is cold as shit. <laughs> so I'm gonna go smash it, and then when I'm done, I'm gonna come back here and I'm gonna shotgun an NA beer because I'm on blood thinners <laughs> and I'm not supposed to drink alcohol. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Hopefully you're ready. I don't know how this shit works, but here we fucking go. Go Bills. He's got the Zubaz. <laughs> An asshole. He is getting up there. Shotgun this beer. Oh. <laughs> NA beer. What's the fucking point? Yeah. NA beer in the face. That's how you fucking do. Doing this again next week. Go Bills. Oh. Thanks for watching. Oh. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. Smashing tables. See ya. Oh. What? Am I done? I don't even know if I'm done. Fuck. <laughs> okay, that's it. Um. Holy cow. That was the best. Seeing a fan like that lose their mind. I can relate. As a, as a struggling Lions fan to how, uh, but at least you have something to cheer about. I mean, my God, I'm going to uh, bring Stu in in just a second here. The open of the show brought to you by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. If you're in the market for any type of uh, mortgage refi, no matter where you are, with the exception of South Carolina, Maine, Alaska, and Hawaii, uh, reach out to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, okay? Horizon Hydroponics, if you're uh, growing, uh, indoor growing season is uh, is going on right now. In fact, you're getting set to start growing your cannabis plants to be put outside so that on Mother's Day, as I'm told by the experts, you have a four-foot-tall plant that you just march outside and you put right in good old Mother Earth. And then you're just sitting there. You're already four feet high in the ballpark of by the time Mother's Day comes around. You're going to be sitting on 10 foot high plants when it comes time to snippy snippy. You need Horizon Hydroponics for all of the things you need to have a successful grow. H-O-R-I-Z-E-N hydroponics.com. Anywhere in the U.S., you purchase their products, shipped to you free if your order is $250 or more, and you will uh, save 10% with the coupon code ZANESHOW when you buy online. Uh, if you're local and you're under $250, you can use that same coupon code and pick it up at the store. 
just launched a brand new website at Horizon Hydroponics, H-O-R-I-Z-E-N, hydroponics.com. And if you have any questions about what you're buying, there's a phone number right on the uh, homepage. And then just call up and uh, one of the helpful people that work there will uh, give you the knowledge that you need. They're all very, very versed in uh, this, well, what this is, you know, something that was uh, very hush-hush and um, something that... Um, uh, you had to do in a clandestine way back in the day. Now it's like, it's cool. I mean, hell, everybody's growing pot, it seems like these days, except your old pal Eric Zane. I tried it once. I didn't try I didn't try it. I mean, I tried that when I was in college, but I tried growing it in this studio before it was a studio, before I even got fired from BBL. Ben and I were doing the grow-off. Mine ended up dying. Stand by. Nose blowing on camera. That's something. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. If you are in West Michigan, cruising around uh, 44th Street, just east of 131, you will stumble upon them on a street called Stafford. Uh, check them out online, ervines, irvines.com, for more information. Anything, uh, they take care of everything to make sure that your vehicle stays on the road Simple as an oil change and then on up, my gosh, for any vehicle, domestic, Asian, European, uh, hybrid, or EV. They are the experts in all of those things. About the only thing that they won't work on is uh, Volkswagen. Irvines.com. Thank you so much for being part of this show. Okay, let's bring in this legend who just had this amazing... I said to him, Stu, I have questions. I need to talk to you. Very good. Stu McAllister, how are you? Oh, I'm good. A little sore. I'm good. Did you injure yourself after that? <laughs> no, no, no. It just feels like uh, I got tackled, but I, I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm good. I was impressed with how high up the ladder you went. You went as high as you could go. Yeah. And then uh, let it fly like that. That was... E yeah. If I tr if I trusted my balance, I would have gone to the very top ring. But uh, I'm old, feeble, and I don't trust myself. I was talking with uh, Carl from Who Are These Podcasts, and oh, I yeah. and Carl is a massive Buffalo Bills fan. Good for him. And I said I sent him your video. I go, Stu's a big, he's a bigger fan than even you. And he goes, Yep, he's got me. He goes, <laughs> he he goes tables. Uh, that is a young man's game, and he he pulled it off. So nice. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's uh, it's always a little nerve wracking, but uh, you're you're uh, you're juiced up on adrenaline, and you just let it fly. I um, one of the things I noticed was that I found to be hilarious was you being quiet in the backyard. <laughs> I have never heard you deliver a line quietly. And it was hilarious to hear you trying to subdue your voice. It was almost midnight. Like I had to do it after the game was over. And uh, I'm in my backyard. I don't, I don't live like far away from people. My neighbors live on top of me. You've seen my house. Yeah. Like, my, my neighbors essentially live in my house. Yes. So uh, I, I, you know, trying to be a good neighbor. I'm a little bit of an asshole. So I'm uh, trying to do what I can. Right. And uh, yes. Yeah. 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 And they also, 
uh, have a tendency to shoot people in your neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it's not uh, unheard of to hear gunshots happening in my neighborhood. And uh, it, it really, since the pandemic started, it's it's amped itself up for whatever reason. Okay. So. All right. So now when it comes to the table, uh, how yeah. did you procure the table? Uh, I got that one from last year. Uh, I, th- I was on Facebook Marketplace because that's the only place you can find cheap garbage. <laughs> right. I don't want to spend 30, 40 bucks on a table I'm going to immediately destroy. Right. So uh, because the Bills didn't win the last game, I had an extra table to sit in my garage for a year, so I smashed it. So now I need to find one for this week. I, I found one uh, for $5. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I, bu- I bought it from a guy in Wayland. It uh, was using, it's one of those uh, old, like, Polish hall tables. It's a long one. Yes, yes. And and it's got, um, uh, I call it Franken table because the dude had to take two by four pieces to make extra legs because apparently legs had fallen off one end. Okay, that's great. (laughs) That is great. Now, Stu, um, you know, since... um, well, you're you're you were alone when this all happened. There was potential that one of the legs of the chair of the table could go through you, and then you would just be dead forever until someone came yeah. and shut the video down. Yeah, I would. I would. Uh, since I'm on blood thinners, I would just bleed out quickly. At least it would be a quick death. <laughs> the idea. <laughs> the idea that in the video you said. I'm going to slam an N.A. beer because I can't drink alcohol because I'm on blood thinners. <laughs> Jesus. Yep, I'm an idiot. No doubt about it. No, 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 no. I, I love I love the uh, Buffalo Bills fans. I, I'm all about it. I, uh, I would love to be able to be a fan. I cannot, but uh, I am rooting for them. Yeah, I mean, they make the Bills your your second team. They are. Like, they are. You, know, you got the Lions, and then uh, they didn't do what they need to do, so you're like, all right, I'll, I'll root for the Bills for right. the time being. Any, any fan base that's been long-suffering, I am a supporter of the Cleveland Browns, uh, yeah. your your team. People yeah. are like people are like making a big deal about the Bengals as Daisy comes in here and opens the door behind me. Uh, the, they're making a big deal about the Bengals, and it's like, fuck those guys. They've been to two Super Bowls. Bullshit. Right, right, right. They, they, they've sucked forever, too, though, man. Damn. Marvin Lewis, when he was there, he would take him to the playoffs. Always the first playoff exit. Right, right. So they, I mean, they, they, they suck. So, it, you know, we're all very similar. Like, I, I tell everybody, like, the Lions fans, we're cut from the same cloth. We just happened to go to four Super Bowls in a row and lost them all. So yes, it's a, yes. It's a little different, but pretty similar. Um, Let's see. I was, uh, when it comes to the table thing, do you yeah. know the origin of that? Did was it just what it just happened by accident and became a thing? Is that how this all began? You know, I tailgaters in Buffalo are lunatics, so I just assume at uh, some game someone got excited about a win. They were out there tailgating. They got their card table out or whatever. They jumped on the top of their RV and then someone smashed it like a wrestling move. I'm assuming that's how it started. I, I I need to look into the origin of it. Kind of like the same thing. Like I don't. I'm not quite sure why they okay. throw dildos on the football field, but they do that too. Yeah. And that actually happened in the uh, in the game over the weekend. Someone <laughs> threw a big fat 
dick on the field. I forgot. <laughs> it was incredible. I love the picture of the Patriots player just like pointing. At I know it. it. Yeah. And the thing is, man, they like bounce around, you know, and it's the, it'll like, it'll hit on like the balls will hit and then it'll go akimbo and, and hit on the tip and then just kind of uh, skitter around right. a big fat uh, bouncing dick. It's like a, a fish in a boat flopping. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, if that doesn't, uh, I mean, that is, uh, that's just hilarious. The whole thing about the tables, the, the, yeah. the bouncing dick bouncing around. I mean, my God, they, uh, it would be, if they invaded the Super Bowl, the NFL would be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> We're all a bunch of degenerates, man, but it's oh, a lot of fun. I That's believe it. Too. Like I join the mafia, just have some fun. We lose, we lose, whatever. I think it's great. Now you have um, indicated to me you are thinking about um, really amping it up if they win the next one. Yeah. Okay. Did you? Are you going to reveal that now, or should you wait? What do you? I'm not. I'm not okay. exactly sure. You are you ha- talking about how I'm going to break the table? Yes. Uh, I mean, you can say it. Are I mean, you? Are you really off the roof of my garage? There you go, off of the yeah. roof of the garage, Stu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Stu. Uh, I'm not going to get in the way of that. I just wish someone was there in case you get badly injured. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. See, that's the problem too. The Bills are playing the late game again, so uh, it'll be later in the evening. I gotta, I gotta see if I can find someone. If I can't find someone, maybe I won't do that. What is the playoff schedule, or at least who are the Bills playing? Are they, are they playing KC? Yeah, they're going to KC. The Steelers couldn't do what they needed to do, so they're going to KC, and they're playing Sunday night. I think it's like a six o'clock game, seven o'clock game. So it won't be as late as uh, it was as it was last time. Gotcha. So it won't, it'll be like ten o'clock, maybe. If if the game's over and the Bills win, ten right. o'clock or so, I'll be smashing the table. Well, dude, it was uh, it was spectacular. I, I, everybody, I just watch it with these folks here on on Twitch, and they and the you being subdued and quiet and gritting the whole the whole time made me laugh. I played it for people who don't even know you, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And when you hit that thing, the impact was so spectacular. Yeah, that was much louder than I thought it would be. That was that was pretty weird. Oh man. Okay. Well, congrats, congrats Thanks, to the freaking Bills. Thanks, I appreciate it. Okay. I'll talk to you about it. I'll catch you later. There you go. Stu McAllister. Oh, God. All right. Let's see. Where am I? You know, you're not going to believe this, but your old pal Eric has to uh, to go tinkle. Well, of course, you can believe that. It happens all the damn time. So stand by because I'm uncomfortable. And uh, yeah. All right. I'll be right back. By the way, there's a pretty good chance that because Diana's not at work today because she's we got to get Kevin home and we don't know the schedule yet. They haven't told us when he's going to be released. Um, there's a fairly good chance that the intermissions are going to be like every 20 minutes or every 30 minutes until he's nursed back to health because I got to go check on him. If it's just him and I, I, I mean, I oh boy. Can you imagine if he uh, if he got up and then like fell down or something like that and up I'm up here for two hours? Jesus. Okay, so I just wanted to warn you of that. 
Just saw some boobies. Just saw, just saw boobies. <clears throat> oh boy. Did you see the, uh, okay. So the playoff games, by the way, I am five and O oh on my picks. I picked Buffalo. I picked Cincinnati. I picked KC. I picked the Bucks, and I picked San Francisco over Dallas in the Dallas game. It's incredible. The uh, Cowboys somehow get back into the damn game, and uh, they get within striking distance. They need a touchdown. They call this crazy draw play. Uh, Prescott gets about 10, 15 yards. Clock time is winding down. So he's got to hit the ground, get up. They have no timeouts. And then he has to uh, uh, spike the ball, you know, snap it and snike and snap it and snike it, uh, hike it to him. And then he just spike it right on the ground. That's the plan. This is how it ended up working out, though. My God. San Francisco to get to the quarterback here. Prescott takes off running the football. Whoa, I don't think this is going to work out. It will. They'll be able to clock this. They were playing for it. It's down, down. What was it? The ref. The ref. Ah, time is a, okay. So you saw that, uh, Romo's like, ah, oh, they'll, they'll get it. They can do it. They can do it. And they were. And then this ref comes in and says, fuck you. You're going to lose. Watch this. Here comes the ref. Ah, oh, fuck you. He pushes the guys out of the way. Get the fuck out, out of my way. You fat fuck. Now, okay. One, I don't know. I think he. It's very, very close. I cannot believe. Now, for those who don't know, the official doing that, that is, that has to happen. Uh, Romo even mentions it. The official has to touch the ball and spot it. And then, okay, now you can go. But if you go back, let's take a look at the clock here. We're going to break it down. Okay. So now the, the ref and then. Okay, one second now. Okay, we are at zero, and the ball is still on the ground. The game is over at this point. So close. Oh, he did. Oh, they're going to look at this. It's, it's going to be over because the umpire has to touch the ball. Of course, that's ridiculous for a game to end like that, Jim. Wow, I am livid if I'm a Cowboy fan and if I'm a Niners fan. That's the fan. end of the game. Okay, by the way, him pointing out, I'm livid if I'm a Cowboy fan. That That's bad news because that's going to make the fans want to kill these guys. The game is over. The game is over at San Francisco. Oh, 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 shit. Oh, no. After the game, the uh, fans are throwing garbage I don't. I I saw a clip. Uh, Kate sent me a clip of uh, the fans throwing garbage as the Cowboys were leaving the field. But I think the fans were throwing garbage at the officials, um, and they didn't. They didn't do anything wrong. I mean, it's just the, it's just the way it goes. But uh, just incredible to lose a game that way. Oh man, um, it was just insane. So, so that's that. Dallas is done. They're out. We have a game tonight. Uh, Stafford and the Rams against uh, Arizona. I think it's in L.A. 
But I don't know. It doesn't matter. I picked the Cardinals to win that game. It's very important for the Cardinals to win that game if you're a Lions fan because that helps them in this next year's draft. Uh, it has something to do with a special arrangement they made when they traded Matthew Stafford to uh, to the Rams. So this is important that the Rams lose a fucking game. Uh, wow. Just a lot going on there. A lot going on there. Okay. Uh, totally different. Must-see story. A lot of you posted this, uh, I believe, on Friday. And near where I live, it was an incident where some drunk fuck was driving and uh, he lost control of his car and he did, he went off of the exit ramp down like an embankment and then went up the hill for the overpass and jumped over, the car jumped over the cars on that are traveling along the uh, road that makes up the overpass. And then like he cleared it with like snow, uh, I'm going to show it in a second, uh, behind him. It was incredible. And then he, yeah, the height and the distance that this guy got is spectacular. Oh, this is incredible. Watch this. And we begin tonight with that dramatic video out of Allegan County where a car went airborne over an exit ramp. On Jeez. One. It happened yesterday and the video was spread quickly all across social media. Tonight, 13 on your side, Elena Holland reports on what caused the car to go airborne and what's next for the driver. But she sounds way too chipper for this. Police say the driver of a Chevy Impala went up the dirt embankment by the side of this exit ramp, went airborne and went over top of this overpass. They landed when they hit a road sign on the other side. It's not something it landed when it hit a road sign. You see every day. It's almost like in a movie. Or perhaps a stunt film oh, TV show. Shit. All of a sudden the car just launched and the snow coming. It was like a scene from Dukes of Hazard. Thursday afternoon, a driver launched himself over the My God. Street overpass in Door Township from US 131. I heard a thump. Mike Rodriguez. It felt like slow motion. Was driving behind the vehicle. I just happened to look up over my left shoulder and I saw this car flying up over the overpass. He exited the freeway, called 911 and ran out to assist the driver. His face was covered in blood, but he was coherent, and we got him to lay down. He wanted to get some things, but we kept him down uh, until the EMTs got there. The driver was alone, but Rodriguez and the other person helping had to double check. Now, we did see a, Oops. a child's car seat, and there was the car was on its passenger side, and so at that point... I'm guessing this is a, uh, a rock-bottom moment. Thinking, you know, better check. And we saw blood, and then come to find out that's where the driver had crawled out. A car jumped the highway. <laughs> the person is currently crawling out of the back of the vehicle, appears to be bloody. Michigan State Police say the 25-year-old Kalamazoo man survived the crash, but was taken to a hospital for evaluation. Troopers observed multiple signs of intoxication. Oh, boy. I'm sure I was going to be coming up onto a fatality. He's lucky. Very lucky. Mark Heisinga, whose security footage caught the crash, has seen many accidents at this busy intersection, but says this one takes the cake. Yeah, that'll be one that'll stick in the brain. Police have not arrested the driver Oops. because of his injuries. However, they are seeking various charges. Reporting in Allegan County, Elena Holland, 13 on your side. Wow. If he's out, so when he ha goes to the forced AA meetings, he can say, hey, I'm so-and-so, I'm an alcoholic, and I jumped uh, the overpass, you probably all saw me. That was the, 
when he hit it, the fact that the car, despite it, you know, who knows where he's going, would would have that much of an incredible distance and height. There was just a lot going on there. Jeez. What a thing. My God. Maybe he'll go to the same AA meeting that the NFK will be forced to attend. Oh, God. Please, no. Thank God. You know, the NFK has been in two rollover accidents. Uh, back in the day, he would drive, and this is before his, his uh, epilepsy was under control. And they're like, oh, yeah, we got it. You can drive. And then, uh, sure enough, he has a seizure while he's driving. It's a miracle he didn't kill anybody. This happened on at least two occasions. And then the, and the one, in fact, was a huge rollover wreck. It was terrible. My God. Uh, expected that he will be uh, released. Not released, but uh, he can go home from the hospital sometime after uh, afternoon. Uh, Jason Schaefer says, I was asked to delete a post because I was told the guy died. False advertising, he says. No, I guess the guy's okay. All right. He's got a story to tell. Hopefully he'll stop drinking and driving. My God. All right. Thanks again to the tax hobbit, the one and only Troy Ginzer from Tag Accounting. Uh, when it comes to getting your taxes done, you have options. You can uh, spend a lot of money on a do-it-yourself program. And you're going to assume everything is all right. You're, in a sense, doing it, uh, you know, on your own time. Or you can uh, do it the old-fashioned way and just bust out the form and do the math yourself and uh, assume that you're going to be able to get it all right. Uh, a paper strewn all over the table for like three straight days. Everybody hates you because you're in such a terrible mood. And then you just, boy, I wonder if I even did it right. Forget getting all the money I, I, I should be getting back. Am I doing this correctly? Or... You can just uh, reach out to Tag Accounting, the tax hobbit, Troy Ginzer, and just give him a stack of papers and say, you do it. You will get more money back if Troy Ginzer does your taxes. 616-301-9516. Tag Accounting anywhere in the U.S. Doesn't matter where you're listening. Reach out to Troy Ginzer, 616-301-9516 at tag accounting or go to tagcpa.net and see for yourself. All the contact info is there on the website, tagcpa.net in case you miss any of this. But basically what this is going to involve is uh, in, if you, you can do it several ways. Like I do it in person. I like to see his handsome face and talk to him. Uh, and you can do that too, if you're local, but if you're not, uh, it doesn't matter where you are. Uh, you just upload your information via his online portal. And then he's going to end up doing your taxes for you. He's going to give you a date and a time that he's going to do it. Keep your phone handy in case I have any questions while I uh, do your return. And then that's it. Then the money shows up in your account. Talk about uh, uh, getting rid of all the anxiety of tax season. Have someone spectacular like Troy Ginzer do it for you. 616-301-9516. Very important that you mention my name 
when you reach out to him. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. This thing's amazing. These people sent me one, and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock. It's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell. Three-in-one triple security. You know, a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera so you can see who's at your door, you're going to have to pay a monthly fee. That is not the case with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. And by the way, I want you to search E-U-F-Y Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. The Eufy Video Lock is easy to install, set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. Thank goodness, because if I did that, there'd be holes all over the place. It'd be horrible. Keyless entry, no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. Never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters. One second unlocking with, get this, AI self-learning chip embedded. The more you use it, the more accurate it will be. It's fingerprint recognition on this thing. You gotta try this out. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Full three-in-one triple security with Eufy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. We've got a uh, Eric Zane Show podcast Zaniac get-together coming up. It's our latest super spreader event at Bosco's Pub, 3380 Chicago Drive. Uh, that's where Bosco's Pub is, part of Terra Square in Hudsonville, Michigan, on February 4th. 4 p.m. start time is when we will start. Everybody's going to get together, hang out, have a laugh, have a joke. Somebody's going to probably put a stupid magnet on the back of my truck. And then uh, that's it. Uh, we're doing it at that time because I got a hockey game that night. So I got to be gone probably like at uh, 515 or something like that. Uh, but it's going to be awesome. Thank you. If uh, if you've already gone to Bosco's and checked out their great menu of uh, burgers and things like that. Terrific drinks. They serve them stiff. Bosco's Pub. Great mom and pop uh, burger place uh, in Hudsonville, Michigan. And then you got my man, Frank Fuss. If you or someone you know is getting set to turn... 65, the Medicare Advantage Plan expert is Frank Fuss, okay? 616-914-4070. He can help you well in in several uh, uh, arenas. Medicare, life insurance, which you know I'm a firm supporter of and believe in. If you don't have life insurance, I mean, my God, seriously. Um, Your family, if something that... Is like unlikely not going to happen to you, but if it does, they're left with nothing. And you, I mean, that's terrible. Spend a few bucks a month and get an amazing life insurance policy. Frank will walk you through all of this. 616-914-4070. 
perhaps you have to get health insurance at uh, healthcare.gov. That's Frank's specialty as well. Thank you to Frank Fuss. 616-914-4070. Stand by. Here to drink. Uh, I mentioned Carl from uh, Who Are These Podcast earlier. Um, talking about Stu. I was on Who Are These Podcasts again this week. We recorded Saturday. It was published on Sunday. <clears throat> Carl, producer Chris, myself, and even Dr. Steve from Weird Medicine on Sirius XM joined us. And uh, we reviewed the show on air with Ryan Seacrest, which is a podcast version of his radio show on kiss in Los Angeles. And Oh boy. Um, well, you got to listen to it. Ryan Seacrest stinks. Show is ridiculously brutal. Uh, and we, uh, we broke it down on who are these podcasts? Uh, just, you can follow. In fact, I'll put a link up for it in the show notes, but, uh, who are these podcasts? You can find it anywhere online. And uh, whoarethese.com is their website. We had some hockey over the weekend. I want to share this with you. First of all, this incredible goal by Jonathan uh, uh, Berggren on Friday night. Okay. So let me set the uh, stage for you. The Griffins are in overtime. They were trailing two to one. And then they got a uh, late goal. And uh, they ended up forcing overtime. Okay. Let's check this out. You can see this for yourself. You're going to love this. Okay. Now, uh, these are the two dudes from the Manitoba Moose. I don't know. I think that's Dominic Shine. He doesn't factor into this play. He's just in the shot. Um, you will see... A, a, uh, a person skate into the, that pile of players right there. That's Berggren. Berggren is going to steal the puck that these three are fighting over. Okay? Watch how effortlessly he steals the puck. This is the game winner in overtime. It's incredible. Watch. Take the puck away now. Okay. Now, just see how quickly he did that? He just skates in, steals the puck from Malat. Now, this guy here is going to follow him into the corner. Bergeron is going to spin around and break this guy's ankles. Bergeron jumps in. He steals it with 50 seconds left. This guy falls. Bergeron uh, kind of floats over to here into the circle. This guy that just fell down is going to try to recover, and he's going to deke him again and then bury it top shelf. Bergeron's Whoa. got it. Griffins are right in front of the net. Bergeron, a shot, score! <laughs> Big win for the Griffins in overtime. 3 2. Wow. You won't see a better goal than that, man. I mean, the fact, or better play, because those four things that happened stole the puck. Deke one embarrasses the shit out of dude. Deke three embarrasses the shit. Deke two embarrasses the shit out of dude. That's the third thing. And then fourth thing. Top shelf on the shot uh, in tight quarters and just buries it. One more look. Take the puck away now. 
Steals it with 50 seconds left. Bergman's Whoa. got it. Griffins are right in front of the net. Bergman, a shot, score! Oh, man, I loved it. Loved it. That was awesome. Very, very cool. So the uh, the Griffs win that one on Friday. Those two teams played again on uh, Saturday, and they 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 did not win in that game on Friday. First of all, before the game started, I found out that um, one of my favorite refs was uh, refing the game, uh, Terry Koharski, who is like the senior official of the American League. He's an older guy, probably about sixty years old. Maybe maybe sixty one or something like that, and uh, they hear they go, "Hey man, Colt Terry Koharski's revving." I go, "Holy shit!" Uh, so I, I'm like looking for him down underneath the uh, arena over by the locker rooms. I go, and then I see him. I go, "Terry, oh my god, it's good to see you." He goes, "Hey, how you doing, Zane?" I go, "Can we get a picture?" He goes, and he kind of pauses, and uh, I I go, "Here, get in here," and I'm trying to take the picture of selfie, and he goes, "What are you going to use this for?" I go, "What do you mean use it?" What do you think? I'm going to masturbate to it? No. I'm going to put it on social media. He goes, no, I don't want that. I go, why? What is wrong with you? Because I don't want, I don't want my picture on social media. Like, okay, fine. Fuck you. So he leaves later on in the game. There is um, a moment where there's a penalty on Manitoba and just as it's at the end of the period, they call a penalty. So the guy gets in the box and there's only 0.6 seconds left on the clock. Now I'm sitting next to Josie, the timekeeper. She keeps her eyes on the uh, game. And if she hears a whistle, that, that clock stops. As soon as you hear the whistle, clock stops. She's very good at it. Um, the coach of the Griffins thinks she was slow on stopping the clock. He wants more time on the clock. It's 0.6. He thinks it should be 1.6, which would allow him more of an opportunity with the faceoff deep in Manitoba zone. When the faceoff, you can still score a goal. And so Ben Simon is, he's got his hands outstretched and he's speaking to us non-verbally across the ice. Like, Hey, what the fuck happened? Why isn't there more time on the clock? And, you know, Josie's not going to put, she can't, she can't put more time back on the clock. So Ben Simon calls Koharski over and he says, Hey, there should be more time on the clock. Uh, can you go over there and talk to them and, and, uh, and tell them that they fucked up. And so he skates over Koharski to where we are before they drop the puck and the period ends. And he starts talking into that little hole and now the coach, Ben Simon, can only see Koharski's back. So he assumes that Koharski is uh, is doing what he told him to do, and that is yell at Josie. But what he actually says is, hey, uh, I'm just doing this so that Simon can think that I'm yelling at you. I don't give a shit. We're like, what? Goes, yeah, he thinks there should be more time on the clock, but fuck him. It's cool. Don't worry about it. So that was, and then like Simon's like, yeah, yeah, see, told them. Uh, so that was it. You might be like the name Koharski. If any of you know, uh, anything about hockey, the name Koharski is, well, it's kind of synonymous 
with hockey. Terry's older brother, Don Koharski, a longtime referee in the NHL and involved in one of the, uh, of a classic moment in, I think it was a 1983 NHL playoffs. I don't know if it was a conference finals between the Devils and the Bruins and Jim Schoenfeld, the coach of the Devils at the time, was pissed off at Koharski, Don Koharski, Terry's brother, about something. And they're walking out. They're now, they're off of the ice. It's in between periods or something like that. And um, uh, Schoenfeld is pissed off, the coach of the Devils, about a call or something like that. And he starts to, like, yell at Koharski, which is no big deal. That happens all the time. But... As they're walking, it appears that they make contact. And they might have touched each other, but Koharski, all of a sudden, he like almost falls down. And what had happened was Don Koharski's, the blade of his skate had buckled while he was walking on the mat as they're going to the locker room. And the devils go one way and the refs go the other. And so because... The uh, skate buckled. Koharski falls, and he assumes that Schoenfeld pushed him, but he didn't. Okay? So you got to see this. This is a, a classic moment with a classic line. This is when Jim Schoenfeld called him uh, a fat ass or called him a fat pig and told him to go eat another donut. This is a uh, incredible moment that a lot of people remember from back in the day. So I'm going to share that with you right now. On this day, May 6, 1988, the Boston Bruins thumped the New Jersey Devils 6-1 in Game 3 of the Conference Final. After the game, an enraged Devils head coach, Jim Schoenfeld... There it was. There it was. altercation with referee Don Kaharski. Okay, let me, let me back that up. Now, in Schoenfeld, Devils head game, an enraged... Devil. Okay, now, Schoenfeld touches... Don Kaharski right here. Barely. And right at this point, the blade on Kaharski's skate gives way. And then watch. That happens. He thinks Schoenfeld shoved him down. And starts saying, you push me, you're gone, you're gone. Has a now infamous altercation with referee Don Kaharski. later, officials protest the NHL's decision not to suspend Schoenfeld by refusing to work game four. Yeah, this was incredible. It was, uh, Schoenfeld was supposed to be suspended. He appealed it via actual a judge and uh, got like, was able to get it overturned somehow. And the rest of the refs for the next game in protest to support Don Kaharski, the linesman and the refs did not officiate the game. They walked off in warm-up. So they had to call like a local rink and get these Ham and Eger refs to call the game. Jim Schoenfeld has been told, that was John McCauley, as Harry Neal has mentioned, the supervisor of the officials. Bob, the Boston Bruins are leaving the ice too. This is a strange beginning. It took like an hour and a half to like, hey, get on the phone to like refs are us and say, hey, can you come do this, uh, the Eastern Conference Finals for us? In the fourth game of the semifinals. Or semifinals. Cup. That's a little different. 
The NHL uses replacement officials. Yeah, that was that was conference finals. For game four. Look at NHL officials. These are the these are the uh, uh, replacements. They didn't even give them stripes. They gave them yellow jerseys. On a conference call to discuss their next move. This Look at this guy. He can't even skate. Watch this. Whoa! Oh my God. Half a teaspoon Oops. burns fat. Half a teaspoon. So uh, that was the brother of the guy that I was uh, uh, talking to who was saying, yeah, don't even worry about it. We're not putting any time on the clock. I'm supposed to be yelling at you. You fell. You fell, you fat pig. <laughs> oh, my God. Good times. Good times. Um, let's see. Speaking of uh, fighting, I guess. I got an amazing fight to review. Who sent this one? I don't know. I forgot who sent it, but it's it's incredible. Thank you. Uh, this actually happened right at the new year. This is at a pizza joint in New York. And we're picking it up. Excuse me. Right when the customers here, these two dudes are going back behind the counter to fight the guys making the pizza. Making the pizza. Making the pizza. That's a little loud. That's hurting my ears. Okay. Still too loud. Can't handle it. Look at this. This is a good one. You got all these dudes in aprons and delivery guys and shit like that. And then I think it's two, two customers that are back there. So the customers are outnumbered. You see all these uh, uh, slices that look like shit. That look like scabs on the pizza. Okay. Now watch this guy right here. Look at Oh, yes. This, the dude gets the, uh, the the thing with the handle to get the pizza out of the oven and starts bashing the dude over the head with the fucking thing. It's really happening. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, my shit. Oh, this guy goes, oh, my fucking shit. Oh, there goes the tip jar. Oh, now he's got the ladle. He's got the ladle. I'm still waiting for my pizza. You see the pizza. Here's the thing. The pizza guys, they know where all the best weaponry is here. If you look in the background, these four idiots, they are all armed with various implements of pizza destruction. I count one, two, three, four, five, six pizza employees and two customers here. And I and I give it up for the customers because those two customers uh, uh, throw a lot of wild punches and they, they don't really lose this fight. It's just like they're outnumbered here. It's amazing. Now, now they're getting tired. These guys are now... You got about 30 seconds of fuel before you get exhausted. And then I think they just kind of give up here in this one. Look at it. It's 
This guy's not even hurt. He's had a, a, a pizza a spatula bashed over his head, the edge of it repeatedly, and he doesn't seem hurt. This guy's still hitting him. Oh, no. Okay, now I needed to see about another hour's worth of that. I think this is all worth a... Uh, I think this is all worth a replay. Okay. So these two, I think, are the only people I see coming back. Unless I'm missing something here. Two. One. Two guys. Yeah, that's it. Two guys. You got three on one here. Two on one over there. Okay. There is a third man. There is a third man in. Third customer. Oh, oh, oh my fucking shit. <laughs> I got to work that into my lexicon. Oh my fucking shit. <laughs> That's great because I think you're going to say, oh my God, but oh my fucking shit is great. Okay, best part about this, there's no black guys in it. And the reason why I say that is because if there was a black guy in it, this would be on the front of the first story on the Today Show about uh, uh, some type of uh, hate crime or something like that. And, and this is too joyful of a moment to be uh, called a hate crime. This is a great thing. I'm guessing that when that fight ended, all right, that it went down the road of, all right, let's sit out and have a beer, you know? Oh, my God. That was spectacular. Oh, my fucking shit. It's my new favorite thing to say. Hmm. Incredible. What a fight. Congratulations to everyone involved in that spectacular fight. Jeez. All right, folks. We are days away. Well, about a week and a half away. Excuse me. From Paintball War 17, Amsoil and Tears. The Trail of Tears Challenge at TC Paintball. This event will start at 5 p.m. at TC Paintball on the 30th of January. I have a Facebook uh, event invite there. You can uh, uh, respond via that or send me an email, eric at ericzaneshow.com. I want to try to get as many people as I always do uh, to this event. Please join us. It's just 35 bucks. That's normally $48 for that event. You get to play me in Paintball, play Rick, Battle Royale. We got the... Uh, Team Macho Latino returning champions. That is uh, Gabe the Honduran with all of his Mexican pals that he uh, gathers from the barrio. And then we meet at TC Paintball for an amazing time. Will they be return champions? I don't know. We will see. TC Paintball. If you want to book your own party, tcpaintballgr.com. Bennett, flooring installation, 616-318-0167. If you're thinking about re- uh, replacing the flooring, uh, call upon them, 616-318-0167 for Bennett Flooring Installation anywhere in West Michigan, okay? 
They'll make the trip out. They'll measure the room, tell you how much it's going to cost to put the flooring down. If uh, you like, you, of course, rip up the old stuff yourself. You uh, buy the new flooring. I'll talk about that a little bit later on, where you buy it. And then they just install it. This is the uh, most uh, cost-effective way to have it professionally done. And then, you know, you don't have to worry about screwing something up. And they will install it professionally right the first time. Uh, 616-318-0167 for Bennett Flooring Installation. As always, my friends at uh, Full House Comedy, uh, still working hard, booking great shows coming to the area. Uh, This week, featuring Brett Ernst. You've got him this week, appearing on January 19th at the Park Theater. Also at Back Alley Comedy Club, and that's on Wednesday. Back Alley Comedy Club on Thursday. Friday at the Grand Rapids Comedy Club. He's, uh, he's been starring in the hit series Cobra Kai and is regarded as one of the best stand, stand-ups in the business by his peers. Was recently listed as top five comedians working today by StandUpComedyReview.com and number 16 on the 101 funniest comedians walking or working today, walking today by Heckler.com and TBS. Wow, this guy's got a lot going on. So Brett Ernst this weekend. You can uh, get more information, fullhousecomedy.com. This next story is so absurd and so screwed up, and I don't know how the people involved in this will ever recover. But what you have here is uh, actually more than one story of uh, people involved in uh, scenarios where a hot mic is basically ruining their lives. Well, their behavior is ruin, ruining their lives. Um, these two old-timers are doing a uh, high school girls basketball game. They don't know that they're live, so you know where this is going. One of the girls on the other team, they see her, and they start making fun of her weight. This goes out to the world. So these guys are now dead. Check this out. All right, a quick warning. The story we're about to share with you contains strong language directed toward high school girls. During a live stream of a basketball game last night, two Aroostook County broadcasters were caught on a hot mic. The two were commenting on the physical appearance of two players on the Easton High School basketball team. It immediately triggered a strong reaction from members of the Easton community and beyond. And now those broadcasters are out of a job. Easton has two girls out here extremely overweight. Awful. Okay. All right. Easton has two girls here. Extremely overweight. Awful. Now those broadcasters are out of a job. Uh, Easton has two girls out here extremely overweight. Awful. Look at this one. This girl right here. Look at her. These comments made Thursday night by former HOU broadcasters Steve Shaw and Jim Carter. The two were picked up on a hot mic talking about the Easton versus Central Aroostook game. The video was blurred because the game being shown is not the one they are talking about. I think anger is is probably the reaction that everybody had when when they saw and heard what had happened. 
On Friday, the Easton community responded. They were just hit with support from staff and students. Superintendent Mark Stanley says additional support is pouring in. I've received messages and my team has received messages from schools all over the state at this point. On Thursday night, WHOU owner Fred Grant posted on the station's Facebook page, reading in part, two broadcasters made comments that were not only inappropriate, they were also blatantly wrong. Those broadcasters were terminated. The station took down the broadcast. Okay, now to be fair, yes, inappropriate, but I guess contextually, it, it they wouldn't be wrong. It's just the worst thing that could possibly happen. This is something that should never have even been thought, especially in this day and age. My God, you know, if this was 1976, you could probably pull this off. You could probably work it into the actual game in 1976. But, oh, my God, about a kid? These two guys, and they're old, too, and everybody knows who they are. This is a small community. If you're these two guys, the only uh, respectable thing you can do at this point is to throw yourself into a wood chipper. There is, there's no, there's no room for you to even be alive. I'm surprised their wives haven't left them at this point for doing something like this. This video is from a screen recording of the conversation shared on social media. To hear that from, from those men was, was very upsetting. Emily oh. was on the court that oh. night. She's the Easton coach. Oh no. Also receiving emails and messages Friday and sharing this message with her team. How proud I am of these girls for rallying together, rallying around each other and supporting and, and lifting each other up. Despite all the supportive messages. What is troubling is the damage has been done. You know? Oops, sorry. All those words have been spoken. And those words could have consequences. When somebody hears something negative about their body, they want to change it, especially if it comes from somebody who's who's important to them, although it doesn't have to be somebody important. Dr. Christine Selby is a professor of psychology at Husson University. She says this incident is not the fault of any student athlete. But they need to feel like they're supported and that... Uh, who they oh, yeah. Today, this day and age, something like this happens. You know, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they shut down the whole school, you know, for like the rest of the year. Uh, I mean, yes, this is a terrible thing, but you can expect that the way the the way the world is today, that this is this is going to be bad. They are and how they live is is perfectly acceptable. Superintendent Stanley adds the whole incident was nonsense. There's no school in the state of Maine uh, that that would tolerate, you know, such such views. Um, certainly not here in Easton. Coach Emily Hill adds she is glad that this precedent is being set, especially in Arusta County. She says these comments should never be tolerated, and she's glad action has been taken. When are these, uh, sorry, when are these broadcasters going to learn? I mean, just think it. Don't say it. It doesn't, I mean, seriously. Oh, my God. Um, let's see. Uh, the... Jason Schaefer writes, they're probably not literally lifting each other up, though, just saying. Come on, man. Glad you said it, not me. What are you doing? Um, all body shapes are nice. Nothing wrong with someone who is a little bigger. All right, that, that's a nice thing to say. I missed it. What did they say? 
Did they talk about their boobies? No, no, no. It was it was much worse. It was a, uh, oh my god, these two girls from Easton are so overweight, just awful, awful. These two are dead. They are abs. Talk about be you're they, they're gonna have to move. Kate says I still have mental stress from mean teachers. Oh my god. I mean, just like saying terrible things about uh, about your body—is that what you, uh, that is that what you're saying, or are they were they just mean to you because you were mean to them, or something like that? You were probably—it probably has more to do with you being mean to them. Everybody knows how aggressively angry you are. Totally kidding. Patriot Nick says, "Where did this happen? I don't know. Whatever that county was in uh, Aroostook County, Maine." Uh, a couple of high schools, Northern Maine. I don't know if you know where Aroostook County is. It sounds like a, a more of a screwed up community than what uh, you've been uh, living in. Northern Maine. Josh Roberts says it's basically Canada. Okay. Whew. Yeah, I don't know how you recover from that. Speaking of um, people getting caught on a hot mic, there's a, a similar story that I have. Um, um, that happened. Same damn thing. This is a judge um, in Chicago who is in deep shit. Uh, he had to recuse himself from a criminal trial. Side note, Nick says, no surprise, talking about the area up there in Aroostook County. I'm astonished anyone saw a fault in their words. The whole community probably shares one cent, one set of dentures. Bunch of bum fucks up there. All right. Um, the lady in question is the former attorney or I guess still attorney of Bill Cosby, Jennifer Bonjean. Now, she's a little older. She's got the crepe skin going on. Uh, This judge doesn't like her. Criminal court judge in Chicago has come under fire after he was caught on a hot mic making disparaging comments about a high-profile female civil rights attorney. Of all the people that you don't want to be caught making fun of, a female high-profile civil rights attorney. Bonjean appeared before him for a virtual hearing earlier in the day. This is another uh, Mike forgot to mute. I think it just needs to be standard practice. Don't say anything. If you're near any microphone, uh, just if you don't want it heard by, uh, uh, you know, ears, un, uh, prying ears who are unsuspecting to what you're doing, just don't say it. Cook County Circuit Court Judge William B. Rains has since recused himself from a case involving tenor, uh, attorney Jennifer Bonjean. As it says, help Bill Cosby win his freedom in Pennsylvania. Following Tuesday's virtual hearing, uh, Reigns shuts off his, mutes his mic, 
At least he thinks he does. He's conversing with two Cook County assistant state's attorneys and an assistant public defender, none of whom appeared to realize that the exchange was still being carried live on YouTube, uh, a, lot, a YouTube feed of the proceeding. The other three participants were not involved in Bon Jean's case, but they ratted him out. The judge range says, God, can you imagine waking up next to her every day? Oh, my God. Fuck. Judge Raines said of Bon Jean, according to a transcript of the conversation that has since been made public. <coughs> Excuse me. Footage of the hearing is no longer publicly available, but Bon Jean included the transcript in a motion to preserve the video in order to file a complaint against Reigns. Yeah, if you're Bonjin, you're like, oh, thank God he said that. Thank God. There would be a number of things wrong with my life if I was waking. <laughs> There'd be a number of things wrong with my life if I was waking up next to her every day. Susie Baccaro, one of the state's attorneys on the call, responded per the transcript. So Judge Rain said it, the dude, and then Susie Baccaro I'm assuming as a woman responded, well, yeah, there'd be a number of things wrong with my life if she was there. Reigns responded with, I couldn't have a visual on that if you paid me. So there you have it. Judge Reigns then said, Bonjean was representing client Roosevelt Miles. Miles is trying to get his decades-old murder conviction overturned. Bonjean and Miles are probably like, yes, yes. Prosecutor Todd Dombrowski appeared on behalf of the state. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm reliving uh, Todd Dombrowski's conversation with Ms. Bonjean, Reigns reportedly said after the official proceedings were over. Did you see her going nuts? Glasses off, fingers through her hair, the phone's going all over the place. It's insane. Reigns has recused himself from the proceedings. Per the Tribune, Bonjean on Thursday appeared for a hearing before Criminal Division Acting President Judge Erica Reddick, where she requested that the video of Reigns' comments be preserved so the footage could be included in a formal complaint she planned to file with the Jury Inquiry Board. Ooh which oversees complaints lodged against judges in the state. It's going to be tough uh, for uh, the judge to get out of that one. Reigns, I mean, seriously. They're like, delete, delete, delete. It's our position that Judge Reigns did not conduct himself in a manner that promoted public confidence. Uh, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I guess to the letter of the law, yes. But everybody probably thought it. Bonjean reportedly said to Reddick, there was an incredible casual nature of these conversations that certainly suggests that this is not the first time this kind of banter went on. Well, he wasn't really talking about your client. He was just saying that you're butt fuck ugly. What's the big deal? I mean, are you either you're ugly or you're not? I mean, I don't see any problem with any of that. Reddick reportedly granted Bond Jean's preservation. Besides, she got Bill Cosby out of prison. So who gives a fuck about her? 
Reddick reportedly granted Bond Jean's preservation request and also assigned Judge Carol Howard to take over the role of presiding judge in Miles' case. In a statement provided to the Tribune, Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox, who's a crook too, reportedly said she personally spoke with both of the prosecutors who were on the call. She said their behavior was unacceptable and that the matter would be addressed appropriately. How'd you like to be that judge where, you know, you work your whole life, uh, try to keep uh, everything above board, and then you let your guard down once, and a hot mic picks it up, and now you're done. You may have been a great judge your whole career, and all he said was, that bitch is ugly. Who gives a shit? Bon Jean did not immediately respond to a message from Law and Crime, was, which is what I'm reading right now, but she told BuzzFeed News that the video shows what some of us already know, that there's this chumminess that goes, no, it should be, that shows what some of us already know, and her next word should be, I'm ugly, that there's a chumminess that goes on behind closed doors and makes you wonder whether cases are being heard on the merits or for some other reason. Well, that's kind of bullshit because he didn't talk about the case. He just said, you're a fucking ugly bitch. Bonjean also took to Twitter. She's really leaning into this to discuss the matter. I don't like to make the news this way, she tweeted on Thursday, but it brings attention to judges who have no business being on the bench. So be it. Eh, I don't know about that. She later tweeted that she had been inappropriately sexualized. I wouldn't say you were sexualized. Uh, if, if, if you're sexualized, you'd be saying, the judge would be saying, wow, she's incredibly hot. That is being sexualized. If he's saying you're butt fucking ugly, uh, that's just, he's making fun of you. Inappropriately sexualized on a live stream by a judge presiding over my case. Can you imagine waking up next to him? Attorney Sarah Azari tweeted in reply to some of Bon Jean's comments. What a pig. Bonjean then retweeted, retweeted Azari's comment. A spokesperson for Judge Reigns directed all inquiries on the matter to the Judicial Inquiry Board saying Reigns cannot comment on a pending case. In a campaign video, Reigns said he was a retired cop who was shot in the light of duty. He said he subsequently worked as a prosecutor and as a criminal defense attorney. I work tirelessly in your community to make sure our young kids don't walk out of a courtroom with a felony conviction that changes their lives. So he sounds like a pretty liberal judge. Reigns said in the video, the election website, Ballotpedia says Reigns is a Democrat. Yeah, that sounds about right. And there you go. Okay. So he'll probably get in some type of trouble. That's okay. It's that, Again, that's a lady who got Bill Cosby out of jail on a technicality, so fuck her. She probably she probably deserved it. And she looks like shit. That should not have anything to do with uh how well he judges a case. I mean, come on. He didn't he didn't say anything about the uh guy who's uh, who they're trying to get out of uh prison for murder. I mean, seriously. But anyway, he's in trouble. Probably. Okay. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and who let the dogs out? I don't get it. 
Corey says if she would stop bringing it up, then it wouldn't be in the news. She's trying to win a case, and she's using that to try to win it. JDB3304 says some people have different physical attractiveness scales. Obviously, he wasn't physically attracted to her. Yeah, at the end of the day, it wasn't on a... um, it wasn't in like a proceeding. Uh, the, the mic was supposed to be off. You know, it was kind of like the ref already blew the whistle. Kind of like that scene with Jerome Bogart. You see that deal, the Cincinnati Raiders uh, game where all the fans are losing their shit. Joe Burrow is uh, drifting out toward the sideline just as he is about to go out of bounds, but does not. He, he wings it to whatever, whatever his name is in the end zone of the Bengals. Touchdown! Bengals. Uh, but just before he threw the ball, the ref blew the whistle, which the rules state that if the whistle blows, no matter what happens after that, the play is over. And the case was made. Well, then the players, as soon as they heard the whistle, they gave up on the receiver. And then the it, it's not a touchdown. It should not be a touchdown. But Jerome Bogert, and he's the guy who's the lispy, wispy gay talker. Four start, 55 offense. That's the five-yard penalty. Repeat, first down. That's Jerome Bogert. Uh, he said the, play, the call on the field stands as a touchdown. And then everybody lost their shit that is a Raiders fan. So that was uh, screwed up, but uh, the Bengals win. It's all right. Fuck the Raiders. They got a guy who killed a guy earlier in the year. This is the same Hodine ref. Yep, that's the guy who says Hodine, not Holding. Hodine, 55 offense, as a 10-yard penalty, penalty, P-E-N-O-D-E-E, penalty, first down. All right. We have the asshole of the day coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up, coming up. Uh, all right. You can, you too can become a sponsor of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Just drop me a line, eric at ericzanecho.com, and I'll be happy to talk you through it as to how we do it. Stand by. You can join the uh, two dozen or so sponsors. Of this show, I was just talking about that with Carly. He goes, how many sponsors you got? I go, I just signed a local burger joint, Bosco's Pub. And he's always like, yeah, how, how, how do you do that? I go, what do you mean, how do I do that? I mean, uh, isn't that weird for people who don't uh, who don't listen to your show in, like, West Michigan? I go, well, then they just don't go. What the fuck? Why is that a big deal? Who gives a shit if it's a local sponsor? Their money's still green, dumb shit. Johnson Carpet One is uh, one of my latest. Well, they were an older sponsor, and then they went away for a while. Now they're back. Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet. It is uh, That is the place to go to get the lowest prices anywhere uh, in and around West Michigan, damn near the whole state. I would say the whole state. I will say the whole state of Michigan. You won't find flooring cheaper anywhere else. Then Johnson's Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet. That's where Kent dropped the E at a U works. And this business is right in downtown Granville. 
as downtown as it gets. It's not really a downtown. It's just kind of like a patch of road with a bunch of local businesses. You'll see the Little Caesars there. Right behind it is a warehouse. That's the discount outlet. Uh, just down the road from the main store where all the beautiful people work. And when you walk in, they give you a cup of coffee or a water and they help you pick out the flooring that you want. I don't want you to go there first. I want you to go to the discount outlet first because they might have everything you need there at a ridiculous savings and an additional 10% off when you mention my name. So that's the place where they buy all of the uh, um, styles of flooring Carpet, vinyl plank, tile, wood, whatever, at uh, in mass quantities. And they get it cheaper because they buy so much. And then they price it cheaper and just kind of put a pile of it in the middle of the warehouse. You walk in, grab boxes full, and then you walk out, put it in the back of your truck and leave. Well, you're going to pay for it. Mention my name, save 10%. Okay. Where all the beautiful people work in the main store, um, the homely people work in the warehouse. That's why they work in the warehouse, so that they can't be seen. You'll see Kent uh, bitching and moaning on a high-low, moving flooring from spot to spot. Unbelievable savings, savings, not savings, savings at Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet. Check them out today. A&E Heating and Cooling, if you need any work done on your furnace setup, during these cold months, you know, it was 17 degrees below zero up north at Fear Bunker North over the weekend on Saturday morning. 17 below. It was two here in beautiful Hudsonville. Up north, it's like off the charts. It's a little warmer today, but I haven't, uh, wow. 17 below, Not that's not the wind chill. Jesus. Anyway. If uh, you are in need of any type of work done to uh, keep that uh, HVAC system working the way it should be, you need to reach out to A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Mention my name when you reach out to them. And then there's my friends at Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for this show. So I've been trying my best to train people exactly how this business works. Because if I just say, hey, yeah, Blue Frost IT is a sponsor, people are like, well, What does that even mean? What do they do? So the scenario is you're a small or medium-sized business. Let's say you're Bosco's Pub. And uh, they want to upgrade their tech. They would have a complimentary consultation with Alan from Blue Frost IT. And uh, Doug from Bosco's would tell Alan everything that the business does and uh, what they need to make things go getting orders in cashing people out whatever and getting the upgrade together alan would then determine how much computing power they need what they need to make their network run appropriately monitors printers keyboard all this all the stuff that you need and then price it out this is how much it's going to cost this is the equipment you need to buy you do this so you don't buy too much too little or buy something wrong after you buy your stuff your business um He's going to help you set it up. And now he's going to transition to be the managed IT service provider. So every month you give him a handful of dollars and he's your guy to make sure that everything is running right. Hey, we got a problem. Some idiot clicked on a link and now we got a virus. Alan remotes in, he fixes it for you or he shows up at the place quickly. 
That way, you don't have to spend any, uh, you have to spend the least amount of time downtime, which time is money. This is why you need Blue Frost IT. Okay, full service. Project work, manage work. Even spot fixes too. If you have any employees that are at, that are at home, uh, working from home remotely. Blue Frost IT, 616-285-50. How about it? We covered a lot today. Football, Stu McAllister doing amazing things. Uh, we had that great fight at the pizza joint. Oh, that was something. Uh, all we need now is an asshole of the day. That crazy judge, see you next Tuesday on Thursday's show. That was awful. Belittling that poor guy for having uh, his his, uh, his house was a, a kind of a mess. Didn't cl- clear out the weeds, but he's like, can't even do anything because he's so weak with cancer treatment. Oh, my God. That was terrible. What do you think for asshole of the day? All right. Talked about the NFK. Might need a nomination for how terribly he's treating the nursing staff. I know he can't really help it, but I don't know. Uh, Playoffs. Playoffs? Cowboys game. We watched video of that. That ref getting in the way and shoving the players out of the way. He didn't do anything wrong, by the way, that uh, that ref. Stu McAllister going through the table. That was awesome. Talk to Stu. Had the car going airborne. Drunk driver goes airborne. You know, I would give him a nomination because he's a drunk driver, but still, he gave us some incredible video. That was awesome. Uh, refing legend Terry Koharski uh, with that amazing play of the Griffins game. Talked about Don Koharski. You fat pig, go eat another donut. Amazing fight. All right, now we're getting into the nitty-gritty here. Uh, high school basketball announcers. Yeah, come on. I feel bad for those kids. Yeah, because nowadays, especially nowadays, if, you know, a kid uh, stubs his toe, the kid's going to kill himself. So I imagine that every person under 18 in whatever that county is in Maine where where that incident happened is now dead because of that. Uh, there we have a, uh, a a lot less coping mechanisms in place these days. You know, back in the day, you just sit there and rub a little dirt on it, and you're good to go. All right, that's going to do it, folks. I appreciate you so much. My time is done on the free podcast, but I'm not done totally because I'm taking it over to Patreon. Got a couple new people who signed up on Patreon over the weekend. Thank you so much for that. I don't have their names in front of me. I probably should. But uh, thank you very much for following on Patreon where uh, we're doing more podcasts. And I basically uh, try to get this one posted, the audio version, as quickly as possible. And then I get after it with the Patreon bonus where we go for another 30, usually lately it's been uh, quite often over 40 minutes of podcasting with no commercials. It's powered by you and your five or 10 bucks a month that you give me 16 plus hours or 15 plus hours of uh, content every single week on my Patreon. Five bucks a month is all of the audio. Ten bucks a month is the audio, the video, and the live streams. And uh, so much fun on my Patreon. I recommend trying it for just a month. See if you like it. 
Because if you don't, you're only out $5. I mean, that's not the end of the world. Or $10 if you go the uh, tier two. But if you like it, you can either let it ride month to month, or you have the option of paying all at once for a whole year, and I'll save you 10%. Okay? There you go. Oh, you know what I forgot to tell you about? I forgot to tell you about um, one more thing I need to get to. Okay? And then I'll end it right here. Hang on. I need a drink. I had a feeling that I was forgetting something. And it just popped into my head. And I want this was actually a big thing that I wanted to talk about today. Um, with the NFK being gone, it's a perfect opportunity to clean his habitat. You know, when he's in the wild, he is in that chair, that oversized chair in the corner that stares at the TV. Now, I've uh, explained to you many times that uh, some of the things that make that an absolute war zone um, is if he, he takes chewing tobacco and he puts it in his mouth, the uh, grizzly long-cut wintergreen, and there's always several pieces on the fingers. And then he simply goes, so every single time, and he does this, for 14 hours a day, from the moment he wakes up to the time he goes to bed, um, these little bits of tobacco land on the floor and in the chair. And uh, then, of course, you know, he um, go goes and heats up his food. And he uh, there's a, uh, a footstool with a lid that comes off, and there's this, it's storage. And he flips it over, and it's like a TV tray. It actually is a tray with sides. And he puts the food there and he eats off of that. That's like where he eats and watches TV. Okay. Um, he, uh, he doesn't believe in napkins. He believes in clothes and the chair as where he, uh, whatever's on his hands goes. So this is the time for me to clean. So I did it. And, um, the amount of food in the chair was insane. We actually have uh, Cap'n Crunch somehow underneath the cushion. Um, the amount of wrappers that have migrated in there uh, is, is stunning. So uh, I'm, I'm vacuuming all of uh, that, that up. Um, and so while that's all going on, I'm, I'm then I, I start to clean the floor and then I notice that um, uh, the chair is very, very dirty where his arms are because he's got very oily skin. So you I spray down all this, you know, it's got all sorts of grease and, and scalp dust and food on it that's actually dripped down the side. It's horribly gross. Okay, I spray down the chair and then I scrub it with the green scrubby. What's there? is now it's a blend of the cleaning solution and his his arm cheese. And it's like, then I wipe it off the leather and the, the, the uh, what do you call it? Paper towel is black. So I did this like five times until the paper towel is no longer picking up black. That's how dirty it was. Behind him, the walls, I don't know how he's done it, but a liquid substance 
has landed on the walls and dripped down the walls. I don't know what it was, if it was tobacco juice or what. Maybe he sneezed when he had his spittoon in his hand. I have no idea. So I had to uh, wipe down the walls, uh, vacuum the floor, scrub the floor with pine salt solution, uh, and then the chair. He sits in the chair so much every day that when you spray it with the solution and then uh, scrub the actual where his ass is, um, the paper towel that it turns blue from denim. The uh, the uh, his jeans have worn off onto the chair. Oh my god! Then the best part. I open up that uh, thing that I told you he flips the lid on and eats. And inside of there, for some reason, he has three pair of shoes. Four pair of shoes. Three pair of shoes and a pair of Crocs. Now, he only wears the Crocs. And he's like a squirrel because he goes and gets treats and uh, and all sorts of candy and shit and granola bars. And he stuffs the shoes full of the fucking food. And I'm like, fuck is going on here the shoes are in here only to to fucking and it's full of wrappers and shit and it's just an ancient food oh my god so i i I pull the shoes out i put the shoes in his fucking room where they belong and the crocs i i uh, i vacuum the inside of this fucking thing i put some containers in there that he can put his treats in and then now I have to buy a waste can, a garbage can to put into there so he can throw it. Cause he takes, he eats the granola bars and then he just throws the wrapper right into there. It's like, dude, it's not a fucking trash can. What are you doing? Ugh. Fingernail clippings. I didn't see a one. He lets them grow, man. I'm telling you, he's like Howard Hughes. <sighs> fucking unbelievable. But I did a number on it. It took me like an hour and a half to clean that area. Oh, my God. I had to share that. I got a lot of green faces on that story. I knew that was going to happen. Fucking unbelievable. The, um, you know, his hand is constantly moving. I talked to you about that. Um, And that has to do with this pressure on his spine and the inability to walk. Uh, in his hands, he can't feel anything in his hands or his feet. That's supposedly, well, it could likely come back. It's going to take a little time, but he might actually get some feeling back in his hands, which, you know, good news, bad news. Uh, he might not wipe peanut butter in places because he's going to realize there's food on his hands, or maybe that isn't the reason why he does it. I don't know, but that would mean less stories of ridiculous things and smudge updates on social media. Okay. Hey, that's going to do it. I'm done. You guys are the best. Thank you so much, and I will talk to you on the Patreon. Till next time, thank you, folks. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.